0: Hello and welcome to the January eighth episode of the Around 270 Hoops Podcast. Zach Flair and Jason Marr of 270 Hoops bring you uh this week's edition. It's been a few weeks since our last update and there's been a lot of great basketball. You know, what do you think so far of what you've seen around the area? You
1: know, it's been a great year so far. Um a lot of great teams and um some a lot more to be a lot more to games to be had.
0: Yeah, you know, definitely been a lot of great basketball. I think starting off first, that Tuesday matchup at Westerville South, you know, number one, Westerville South, versus number two, Dublin Jerome, Uh, was a great barometer, I think, for, you know, how the OCC uh, Cardinals are going to go this season. You know, Westerville South just showing to be the superior team in the area. Um, You know, just watching that South team, just the way they pressure the ball, uh, the tempo they play at, it was very impressive, you know, watching them roll to that 21-point win. Yeah, you know, and the
1: thing is about Westerville South that I've said all year, I've said all along, is they have little 4-0, 5-0 runs. All of a sudden, just two buckets, boom, boom, and it just it just knocks you off your rhythm, you know. Um, Dublin Jerome got it down to a five-point game at one point, and you know uh, Westville South just boom, boom, and all of a sudden it's back up to a 15-point lead.
0: Yeah, I think a great uh, showing of that was when you know Dublin Jerome had cut the game, uh, cut the lead to 39 to 34, with about 49 seconds left in that third quarter. And, you know, Westville South. You know, they respond with a 7-0 run over the next minute and a half which eventually turned into a 27 to 11 to run uh, to end the rest of the game. That's just a team that they've been through a lot of adversity and they know how to win. They know how to just grind teams out and you know even if teams try to you know throw them away from their tempo, throw them away from their style, they just find ways to impact the game to get back yeah. uh, to playing the way they want to play. Yeah, you know,
1: and it goes back to that defensive, you know, the defensive intensity that you were talking about earlier. They just really get up and get up in you and pressure you, and um, you know that turns into quick buckets the other way, and that can change the momentum of the game just like that.
0: Right, and they've been definitely led by the Wesson brothers, but guys like Ennis Thomas, Antoine Smith, Jordan Humphrey, Anthony Mills, Dalen Haney, who had 13 points in that win, uh, have just made some big plays this season. It seems like they have an, another uh, supplemental guy that comes comes yeah. up big in every big game for them.
1: You know, and it goes back to last year making the state final four, making that state championship game. That gives you a lot of experience. It gives a lot of those guys. You know, hey, we've seen what we can do on the big stage,
0: and they can make you know make big plays at big times. Yeah, for sure. And another game on Tuesday that uh, was a big one was Gehanna against Pickerington North. Uh, two teams in the top six. Gehanna, who was at number four, eventually won that game. Uh, you know, rolling to an eleven point win. Gehanna is a team that seems to have kind of hit their stride as of late, you know, going down to Florida, winning the battle with the Villages, defeating Miami-Norland in the title game. Uh, the Lions are a team not to be messed with right now. They're playing great basketball at 11-1. You know, after that loss to Newark, you're kind of wondering what happened with Kihanna, and all of a sudden, boy, oh, boy, they're, they're
1: back rolling again, and they're on they're on pace, you know, now to play a very, very good Pickerington Central team tonight, you know, and one of the probably the best, I would say, one of the best rivalries in the O C C uh, on a year in and year out basis.
0: Yeah, two teams that don't like each other, you know, division rivals, always competing for district titles, you know, regional titles, whatever it may be. That's going to be a big game. A lot of talent on display. You know, you have the Michigan commit A.B. Watson, the Northern Kentucky commit Jalen Tate going up against the Michigan State commit Nick Ward, and then the you know top fifty nationally freshman Jordan Mitchell. That's going to be a very good matchup. You know, at Pickerington Central. Very excited for that one. Uh, Jason will be there covering that one uh, tonight. So be sure to follow Two Seventy Hoops, Jason J. Morrow. We're gonna have the coverage there, and I will be at Upper Arlington against Dublin Coffman uh, again. Dublin Kaufman comes in undefeated against their first matchup against Upper Arlington. That's uh, a game I'm really looking forward to. It's, it's it's a battle of two teams that really haven't really beaten anyone. I, I think yeah, anyone reputable I think yet this season. That. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be a great test for either one of those teams to see who makes the bigger statement. So a lot of good games going on in Central Ohio. Walnut Ridge is taking on Afrocentric in the City League South. Um, a matchup that's always really big uh, in that division. Uh, just some really good matchups all over the area, so be sure to follow 270 hoops. We're going to have coverage all over the place. Um, but going back to that Dublin-Kaufman-Upper Arlington game, you won't be there, but who do you think is going to have the edge in that one? You know, I think Kaufman's going to have the
1: edge. I saw both of these teams earlier in the year. Now, granted, I did see Upper Arlington when they were missing Dame Goodwin, but I think Dublin-Kaufman's athleticism, and I think that their ability to get in that one-three-one zone and just – to cause to cause some havoc, and I think they're going to get that Arlington
0: team and Dane Goodwin, you know, off their uh, off their momentum offensively. Yeah, UA is a team that you know they've had their ups and downs lately this season. Uh, lost two of their last three games uh, in that tournament in Missouri. You know, dropping games to Kettering Fairmont and Helias uh, Catholic out of Missouri. So that's a team they're kind of looking to find their footing again after starting you know seven and zero to the season, um, but. As you mentioned earlier, Dane Goodwin, he's on a hot streak right now. Kid's average, or he's scored 78 points in his last three games, or uh, four games, I mean. So that kid, you know, he's putting the ball in the basket. He's he's showing to be the type of player that Ohio State thought he could be, you know, when they offered him before his freshman season. Um, another guy, know Steger, the Western Illinois commit, a uh, Western Carolina commit, I should say. Um, plenty of good basketball right now. Averaging a team high, 17.5 points per game. And then even the, the, the incoming transfer, DJ Tyree uh, from Northland Byway of Pickerington Central, playing good basketball, You know, averaging 12.3 points per game. He's scored in double figures in six of the ten games for Upper Arlington this year. So that's a game uh, I'll have a preview out. It was actually out earlier today um, on this game, so make sure to check that out. We go over all things from points per game, defense, top scores, keys to the game. Everything you could look for in a preview we have on two seventy hoops, uh, you know, we're just aiming to cover the game better than anyone else in the area, so
1: you know, and I think um going back to that DJ Tyree point, um, you know, I think there's a learning curve to that upper Arlington offense, that Tim Casey offense. And I'm really been impressed with how DJ's molded himself into that offense and been able to be very effective, like you said, with twelve points a game.
0: Yeah, DJ's uh playing playing Pretty good basketball right now. He's a guy that's always been productive playing on competitive teams the last four years. And I saw a a comment on Facebook a few days ago. Um, I was talking about Seth Towns. And the guy posted, you know, Seth Towns has a chance to win four district titles in the last four years. And something that's never really done. Well, DJ is also a guy that, you know, some may not agree with the method in which, you know, he's won. But the kid's been a starter on, you know, good teams the last three years. Has won three district titles in three years and has a chance to win a fourth this year with Upper Arlington. So that's a game to watch. It's at Upper Arlington, tipping at 7:30. If you're planning on going, get there early. You know that that, that arena or that uh, gym, I should say. You know, fills up very quickly with this rivalry. These teams don't like each other. Uh, it's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's traditionally known by a lot to be a, a very good football rivalry as well. Like you said, these two teams just don't flat out don't like each other. It'll be really be very hotly
0: contested, and it'll be a you know. You know, these two teams are going to play great def- defensively, too. Um, so we're going to go into some mailbag questions. The first one we have is from Demetrius on the east side, and he asks, who are some breakout players um, that you've seen this so far this season from around the area? Um, so I'm going to start off. The first first couple guys I have is from a team that I've really been high on, and that's St. Charles. Um, at 10-0, and the Cardinals are playing great basketball, have some pretty good Pretty good wins, you know, taking on Sanjay uh, Orange, who was undefeated prior to their matchup, knocking them off at home, and then going to Bishop Watterson and winning, uh, which is never easy to do. St. Charles has played great basketball, and a big reason for that is Nick Musinski, uh, the junior center, six he's got the longest arms in the area. That's a kid that I'm really high on. Uh, his stock is just kind of blown up out of nowhere. Played primarily JV last season, didn't really play a whole lot of varsity. Very skilled, very long, can uh, kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah, you
1: know Musinski's game is, uh, for being six foot ten, you wouldn't think that he's got that kind of range and that kind of versatility, but he's really helped that St. Charles team kind of, you know, give them a nice mid-range
0: game and can really affect all levels offensively for them. Offensively and on the defensive end, you know, going for the triple double against Watterson on Saturday, eighteen points, thirteen rebounds, eleven blocks, he was all over the place. You know, he made it very tough for Watterson to score on the inside because he's just so long. You know, he can be on the other side of the lane and still block your shot just because he's got, you know, telephone poles, his arms. So that's a guy I really like. And another long junior they have, Tavon Brown, six foot seven, agile with a lot of upside. That's a kid that, um, you know, he, he used to be a guard. He's grown 6 to 7 inches since his freshman year. So he's a long wing with guard guard skills. And he's just a, I would say he's a competitive motor away from being a Division one prospect. That's a guy that, you know, I really love his upside, you know, like I already mentioned. Um, Can kind of do a little bit of everything Has a nice jump shot Can get to the basket Has a tight handle um, Very shifty too uh, Which is rarely seen with guys that big So Tavon Brown Another big reason for St. Charles to start You know the the Cardinals are huge Um, They can start at any time Three guys over 6 foot 6 So that's a team to watch We have them at number 2 in our power rankings And leading into our power rankings uh, We just released the latest update on Wednesday And for the 6th straight 6th or 7th straight week uh, Westerville South remains at the top of the power rankings. Um, you know, looking at the rest of Central Ohio, who are some teams that you think have a chance to compete uh, with Westerville South? Is there really anyone that can kind of hang with them for a full game? You know, I think one of those teams athletically uh, is definitely Pickerington Central, like we mentioned
1: before. Um, I think Pickerington Central's length and athleticism can at least, you know, harm, I think, can really get inside of, uh, you know, what Westerville South is trying to do, that defense. They can really... Um, you know, score against them, and I I would not be surprised to see them hang with them for three and a half, maybe for you know for a full game when they do play at that
0: play by play classic yeah, later in and, the year in three weeks. So that's uh that's a matchup. If you guys don't have it on your calendar, you should get it on your calendar. I believe it's January twenty fourth. Those two teams will be tipping off. Um, really excited for that matchup, and in that same tournament or same event. You have games like Northland and Dublin Jerome, it's a rematch of the regional semifinal of last year. Wano Ridge, Dublin Kaufman, Hilliard Bradley, Whitehall. Just a lot of good games, a lot of good basketball. You know, January is just chock full of great matchups. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of great games and you know, there may not be
1: um there may not be a better time in the year to find those great matchups because you're gonna get a little bit of everything from the O C C and the City League. Everybody's gonna you know, more than likely you're going to see, you know, if you're a Pickerington Central, you're going to see six, five or six of the teams that you see during the league time during that time. So that's, you know, that's the time to kind of see where everybody's at and where the chips may lie when it comes to the uh, time for the tournament draw.
0: Yeah, January is a tough month. I mean, if you want to be an elite team, this is a month to show it. Uh, just a lot of big tests coming up for teams. But going back to our power rankings, um, for those who haven't seen them, um, this is just a look at our top ten, you know, at the top, Westerville South—they've been there since last year. Um, they're probably not moving anytime soon. Just hard to see another team knocking them off. Um, they got a matchup tonight against Westerville North on the road. Uh, Westerville North team—that's young—has won some big games, but other times has you know lost some games they should have won. At two, we have St. Charles at ten and zero. Um, they got a tough matchup on, at home on Friday against Bishop Hartley, a team at seven and two. You know Hartley's looking to make up for the fifteen points they scored on Saturday night. So. Uh, yeah, fifteen points for as a team, not very good at the high school level, really any level, regardless of sport. So uh number three, Gehanna. You know, the Lions are playing great basketball. They're eleven and one. Got a big matchup tonight against number eight, Pickerington Central, who is ten and two. Um at four we have Northland at seven and one. Uh the Vikings, they play international tonight, so look for Seth Towns to play about a quarter of basketball. Um at number five, Dublin Jerome, ten and one. Uh, the Celts the are, you know, coming off a tough loss against Westerville North, or South on Tuesday, but they have a matchup against Westerville Central. Winnable matchup for the Celts. I uh, really like their chances on that one. Uh, number six, we have Dublin Kaufman, who, as we already mentioned, previewed early, playing at Upper Arlington uh, tonight. Number nine, Upper Arlington is a team that's you know, playing great basketball at the moment, so that's going to be a great matchup. You know, and I'm not sure that, you know, like we said earlier, I don't know that
1: kaufman has been one of those teams that's been tested early on in the year, but... Um... They're definitely one of the better teams in Central Ohio and the the ranking of six is definitely well deserved.
0: And at number seven we have Juana Ridge who, you know, after a two and a half week break, uh, they had a tune up against Independence ninety to forty five on Tuesday. Uh, they go to Afrocentric on Friday, which is never an easy place to win just with how small that gym is and how you know how the way Afrocentric plays. You know,
1: that af- you know, that athleticism that Afrocentric brings every night, you know, they can get up and full court press you in a in a gym that's nowhere near a ninety four foot
0: 94 foot surface, you know, they can really get after you and cause some problems. And at number eight, we have Pickerington Central, who has a chance to really climb up these rankings if they can win at home against number three, Kahana tonight. Um, with Sterling Manley coming back, you know, really helps their chances and gives them a lot of size to deal with Nick Ward underneath.
1: Yeah, you know, Pickerington Central last year, their philosophy against Gehanna was uh, they went a lot of zone, and they just kind of bodied Nick Ward with whoever they could find. You know, I know Jalen Tate matched up with him down on the block a little bit, just kind of Tried to push him off his spot, and you know now this year with Sterling Manley coming along the way he has, he's really improved his game. I would not be surprised to see uh, Pick Central play a little bit more man, and maybe just try and try
0: and go body for body with him. And number nine we have Upper Arlington, who with a matchup against number six Dublin Coffman uh, could really help their case. You know, moving up the charts, uh, Upper Arlington uh, as a team that they knocked off Dublin Coffman when they were undefeated last year, so they're looking to do that again on their home floor. Um, gonna be a good matchup. Gonna be packed. We can't wait to be there for that one. Uh, number ten, a team making their first entrance into the power rankings. Um, it's no fault of their own. It's more of us. There's not a whole lot of information out there on this team, but they're good nonetheless. It's Tri Valley at eight and two with a big statement win last Saturday. Just, just really putting the pause on Pickerington North, setting one to forty six.
1: Yeah, I say that's one of those kind of games. Where, you know, you open up the box score the next morning, and you're double checking to make sure that that's not the other way around. Um, Tri Valley, but you know, being a district uh, runner-up last yes, year, sir. you know they, you know they've they've made their noise in the Central District before, and right now sitting at ten,
0: you know they have a lot of room to keep, uh, you know to keep moving up if they can get some wins. Yeah, you know, returning five starters, the Scotties are a team that is not to be slept on. Senior guard Marcus Dempsey is as good as any guard in the area, as as far as I'm concerned. This guy can uh, put it in the basket from any level, and they have a talented sophomore prospect uh Jake McLaughlin who played AAU basketball Dane Goodwin Isaiah Spielman from Hilliard Bradley uh, who is number 11 right behind Tri-Valley the Jaguars a uh, team that you know they're very steady they're eight and two uh they're looking to keep winning they got a winnable matchup on Friday at Hilliard Derby is a team that uh you know ja- the Jaguars are kind of owned as of late so
1: yeah they you know they bounce back from two early season losses playing you know number one and number five in the rankings which is their only two losses um Bradley's really impressed me. Um, the way they've been able to to bounce back shooting the ball um, early on in that game against Jerome, they did they struggled from from deep, and that really hurt them. And you know, bouncing back with that win over Davidson, that that statement win and a big rivalry game for them, that really helped them uh, help them along. And it'll help them going into that second half of the year, where you see the teams like Westfield South and Dublin Jerome again. And you never know
0: what can happen. Uh, number 12, we have Pickerington North. Uh, you know, the Panthers are coming off two straight losses. The Tri-Valley is number 10, and then Kahana, who now checks in at number 3. Um, a young team with a lot of talent. They're looking to get back on track. They have a winnable game against Grove City at 4-6. and six. Um, You know, we're we're looking forward to seeing a lot of a Pickerington North, who's getting some great performances out of uh, Jerome Hunter as of late, the sophomore really stepping this game up. Yeah, you know, going through that first time
1: in OCC Ohio, that's, that's an impressive record. If they could close it out here at – you know, 5-1 and one or 6-1, and that would be, be uh, very impressive for that young young sophomore-laden team.
0: And then uh, number 13, Olentangy Orange at 10-1. and one. Only lost is the number 2, St. Charles. Uh, I mean, the Pioneers, all they have to do is keep winning. You know, they they kind of, in, in a division that isn't really tough this season, it's probably the worst of the four OCC divisions, Olentangy Orange just have to keep on winning to keep moving up. Uh, they have a Friday matchup against Worthington Kilbourne a game they should win um, but Kilburn's a team that you you always know, have to watch out for them you never know what you can get from them.
1: Yeah, you know, they're one of those teams that just kind of they'll kind of grind you out and make you play, you know, full 32 minutes defensively and that's that's the key with them and Orange, you know, they're with their only loss coming to St. Charles, a game in which, excuse me, a game in which they were in it, you know, for the, for a majority of it, you know. That was that was a key game um but like you said, they just got to keep winning, and they
0: get New Albany to start off the second half of league play. And then New Albany, number fourteen, leading right into the Eagles, eight and one, only lost two on the Tangi Orange. Uh, they're playing great basketball at the moment. Uh, Joey Rawling, the senior guard, Ashland commit, has been very impressive. Uh, they have a matchup against Mount Vernon, who at five and five, is kind of surprised a few people um, in the OCC capital. Um, so we're looking, we're looking for a lot out of New Albany. Uh, you know some talented sophomore guards like Jalen Jackson and Remy Martin have been very good for the Eagles as of late. Yeah, you know New Albany's been one of those teams that uh, that bounced, kind of had a little trouble at the beginning of the
1: year with the Longtanji Orange, like you said, but bouncing back and now they get a Mount Vernon team. Going to Mount Vernon, you never know what you're going to get. Um, you know this is the last hurrah tour for Mount Vernon in the OCC. You never know
0: what may come your way when you go to the uh, go to the Hive. And then number fifteen, Thomas Worthington, a team that's been here uh, for two or three straight weeks. Uh, they have a matchup at Olentangy Liberty at five and six. Uh, you know the Patriots are looking to get back on track after losing to Dublin Coffman uh, last Tuesday. Thomas is a team seven and two. They got some senior leadership. They got a couple talented underclassmen. The Carter brothers, Christian Carter and Jaden Carter, have been very impressive as of late for the Cardinals at seven and two. Only losses are to uh, Dublin Coffman, Upper Arlington. I've been I've been impressed with this team. You know they've kind of gutted some tough wins out. And they're a team that, you know, they may be a sleeper in tournament time against one of these higher-ranked teams. Yeah, you know, Sean Lazader's
1: always going to have those guys ready to go. Um, he was a disciple under Bob Miller there for a while who always seemed to have a great team come Feb- February and March. And, uh, you know, I think Thomas Worthington, we saw them against Central Crossing with that comeback win. You know, they, they've got some some good senior
0: leadership, and the Carter brothers, like you said, have been really good. And then uh, some teams on the bubble, and you know, teams like Groveport, Newark, Reynoldsburg, Um, You know, there's just a ton of other teams that are just solid in Central Ohio. Uh, To rank 15 teams is very tough with how good this region is right now. Um, So we're really excited. You know, this season, we picked the right time to launch this website Mm -hmm. because this 2016 class is unlike anything I've seen since I've been covering the game. Um, So it's, it's it's an honor to be, you know, in the city right now to be able to cover basketball. Yeah, and to be halfway through this first year, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Um, seeing seeing the games that we've seen, and if you haven't, you know yet, you might want to take a look at those top ten plays from November and December because it was hard to choose ten because there was a lot of great basketball that was played in that opening month, and there's going to be a lot more in the next, especially come you know January and February. There's going to be a lot of great basketball left to be played.
0: I'm um, just recapping some other things on the site. Uh, we we released our Player of the Week for this week. Uh, Briggs Point Guard Danny Corbett wins uh, two sudden hoops Player of the Week for the second time in three weeks. Uh, Corbett has been another breakout player. Uh, probably should have mentioned him. The junior point guard has just taken this game to another level this season for the Bruins. Um, you know, he won the he won the the honors after putting up twenty six point seven rebounds and four assists in a Saturday win against Granville, uh, in which Briggs kind of rallied back a little bit. And he racked up thirty eight point two percent of all votes, uh, just edging out uh, the aforementioned Nick Mizinski by fourteen points. Uh, so Corbett is a kid to keep an eye on. Uh, he's a guy that impacts the game all over the floor, a very hard worker, and a kid that we really like. Uh, and just going back, some past winners of Player of the Week. Uh, as we mentioned, Corbett has won it before. He won it two weeks ago. Uh, the week after that, Seth Fuller won after going for 39 points against Westland.
1: You know, I was a little disappointed. I should not have left that game early. I did not realize that he uh, he was on fire in that third quarter, and I did not realize he was going for... Um, you know tied tied a school record with most threes you know nine threes in a game and, and a big win over Westland
0: yeah you know tying a school record that was formerly held by Greg Brown 1989 graduate uh, of the Rocks program you know Fuller's a kid that you know it doesn't matter what night it is he can fill it up so I'm expecting a big game out of him tonight against Upper Arlington he's a guy that you know when he gets when he gets uh, you know a hot streak he's a very tough guy to stop so uh, some other past players of the week, you know, as we mentioned, Corbett. Ibby Watson from Pickering Central has won twice. Uh, that's a guy, just, he's putting up crazy stats right now. And then the other winner was Jay Joseph from November 30th to December 5th. Uh, kind of helped out by the pilot, uh, 21 Pilots uh, fan base there. His brother, Tyler, is a lead singer for that group. So Joseph is a kid. Uh, for 9-1 and one, Worthington Christian, he's been very impressive this year. This is a burly 6'4 center, kind of, or not center, but forward. He kind of does everything, uh, you know, for the Warriors. So we'll also be at Worthington Christian on Saturday. I will at least I don't know if you'll be there uh, when they take on St. Charles's undefeated. Really looking forward to that matchup. You know, two uh two schools that don't get the most coverage but are playing great basketball at the moment. So two Sunday Hoops, we're all over the place. We're in the city. We're in the OCC. We're in the Central Catholic League. We're in the mid state league. Sometimes we're even in the Licking County League. So you can find <laughs> us all over the place. Um, we just really th- want to thank everybody that's really supported the site so far. Hundred and sixteen thousand page views in a month and a half, yeah. almost two months. Uh, it's it, been it's just been gratifying to see the level of you know support we've gotten from the community.
1: You know, and I every game that we go to, it seems like every now and then I hear, "Yo, you guys are doing great things for Columbus," and like we check you guys, we check your site every day, and it's like that's the most the best thing that we can hear because that means that
0: we're impacting the community in the way that we were hoping to. And then we have a lot of other things on tap. Uh, We can't really talk about those right now, but continue to pay attention to the website. Um, It's more than just basketball for us. You know, we love the game, uh, but there's a lot we can do to help the kids here, a lot we can do to help schools, uh, you know, teams that you probably wouldn't get the coverage they'd get without us. So um, continue to check on the site, you know, everything from standings, power rankings, player rankings. Uh, Player rankings will be updated soon in about a week. Um, So guys that... You know, if you're mad that you're ranked number 40, uh, you may move up to 35. Who knows? Uh, So continue (laughs) to check out that. You know, everything on the site Uh, we'll be updating, you know, this weekend. So that's all we have this week on the Around 270 Hoops podcast. I just want to thank everybody who's still listening at this point and is tuning into the website. We really appreciate your support, and we hope to, you know, come back next week with another podcast.